Welcome to SED Stories. As I promised, this week I've got a most amazing guest for you. I'm enlightened by her words. I'm enlightened by what she brings to the table. And I want you to understand what it would mean to be on different sides of the spectrum. Today's guest is on every side as a parent, as an author, as an educator, as someone who's just heavily involved in the sickle cell disease community. You're going to hear from her in just a moment after we hear for a word from our sponsor. An average day in our household is really crazy. We're juggling a lot, so finding time for each other can be pretty tough. Mealtime definitely brings us together. Being able to come together at the table to eat and laugh, it's just fulfilling to our souls. Bon that's the time that we have together in this crazy world that is family. All right. All right. Today's special guest, I want to introduce you to and a most amazing new friend, not just of the community, but I consider her my friend as I read through her content and get to know her as a parent and wish I could have known some of the things that she teaches. Ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming uh, the one and only L. Cole. L, how are you? Hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me, Dwayne. Yes, well, it's a pleasure to be here. You know, I don't want to spoil everything. As I summarize a little bit about you being on every side of the spectrum, at some point, you decided to go down this path. You know, many people believe that we go out and find our destiny, but I'm, I'm a big believer, L, that our destiny finds us. And we have choices to get on that path or to continue what we're doing. Today, I know a lot of parents who are listening from different parts of our world who have to deal with challenges and maybe their destiny is confronting them. If you don't mind, I don't want to uh, compromise your privacy, but I'd love to know as a parent, you know, at one point you have a set of twins, lovely twins. And at some point you were told that you're, one of your children has sickle cell disease and that helped give you a fork in the road. Can you just walk us down that road a little bit before we get into the author side of things? Sure. So my husband and I found out that we were expecting twins when we were around 11 weeks pregnant. Oh my. And neither one of us knew that we were sickle cell trait carriers. We actually met in college, um, my freshman year, his sophomore year. And we ended up getting married. No one had ever talked to us about genetic counseling. We got married in North Carolina and genetic counseling wasn't something that was required. And so um, three years after we were married, we were expecting and it was the, 20, the 20th week, around the 20th week when the doctor said, I wanna test you both, um, just run a few tests to see how things are and they, the test had come back and we found out that both me and my husband were both sickle cell trait carriers. And that's when the OBGYN said to us, there will be one in four chances of you having a child with sickle cell disease. Now you are pregnant with twins. So that means for, for each of your children, you have a 25% chance of having a child with sickle cell disease. So because I'm, I was having twins at the time, they didn't know if they were fraternal twins or um, identical twins. And it turns out that my children are 
identical twins. So after they were born, they looked completely different. And so we immediately knew that they were fraternal twins. And so when when they do the newborn testing, you're often told in the hospital that your child has sickle cell disease, but then they send out a confirmation. So we were told in the hospital that one of our twins had sickle cell SS, but it took around three months for us to receive a letter from the health department with the confirmation that says she has hemoglobin SS, which means she inherited the S gene from me and also from her father. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that's really how it started. I, what state is this? Is this the Maryland? We Yes, we are in the state of Maryland. Okay, because I, the reason I'm asking that, I was married 34 years ago, and before I could get married, it was required that I had to get the sickle cell test, my wife and I both, first. And so I'm just curious of how all states are different. I know in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I don't know if they still do it, but it was required. Um, wow, wow. So at this point, you and your husband are at a fork in the road, period. First of all, marriage itself is new. <laughs> Kids itself are new, and they have its own challenges. So you, then I'm sure at that moment you didn't say, okay, really? Now I'm going to become an author. Now I'm going to get involved in the community. It wasn't like that. There was a transition of, I guess, learning curve, if you will, I guess. If you, can you tell us a little bit about what that was like when you began? Of course. Yeah, yeah, please. Of course, it definitely was a learning curve because when you first get the diagnosis, you're you're overwhelmed and mm -hmm. there it was no different for me my husband was you know he didn't really understand fully what was neither one of us understood fully what everything was going to be like from that moment on mm -hmm. we had known i had known a child when i was around seven and she was four who had sickle cell disease unfortunately um while she was a child, she didn't quite make it into adulthood. And so my outlook was limited. Okay. And for him, he had a similar perspective. And so we are in, we were in the Maryland area. Howard actually has a sickle cell disease center. And so it just so happens when I would ride into work, I would take the metro and one day um, I was taking the Metro and there was a pamphlet about sickle cell disease from Howard University's Medical Center. And so it was ironic because I had just learned that my husband and I were trait carriers. I had just mm -hmm. learned that we were going to have, you know, it's a possibility that we would have a child with sickle cell disease. And so I read through the pamphlet. And so that first day of me finding that information out, I immediately started to research because what I also had kind of recognized was you can live a healthy life if you practice certain certain things and prevention and healthy eating. So mm -hmm. I wanted to take a really an overview mm -hmm. and do everything I can from all aspects. And so that was really our approach. We didn't have any family members to go to because it turns out that we don't know anyone else in our family other than our daughter who has sickle cell disease. Right. And so I'm the youngest of five and it was com a completely unique perspective. And so it was 
as a parent, because you are passing down this genetic disorder, you have a responsibility. And the responsibility was not um, lost to us. Mm -hmm. We immediately knew that we had to do what we could to educate ourselves to also find the best healthcare providers. So we didn't just want to, you know, just go to anybody that was assigned to us. Mm -hmm. We really just saw providers that we felt matched with our personalities, our views, and would understand us as a young Black couple and would not um, stigma, um, stigmatize us or, you know, feel like they couldn't explain things to us because that was really important. We needed to find people who were comfortable with us and we were comfortable with them so that we could build a partnership. And that's exactly what we did. And we actually started going to a family practice. So our children see the same doctor that we see. And mm -hmm. then we were assigned a, um, we were able to find a hematologist in one of the best hospitals in the country. And she has, my our daughter has been receiving the best care since she was born. And I think that has made a world of difference. Sure. And I know that's not everybody's story, but I think it is a different aspect that we should um, we should look at because everybody has a unique story, but that is ours. We love and really respect and value our healthcare team and, and they talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So um, that's something that's just very unique. My daughter, it turns out my daughter doesn't only have sickle cell disease, the genetic mm -hmm. disorder, but she also has an autoimmune disease. Okay. And so we needed a comprehensive team mm -hmm. that would look at all of her. And yes. so, um, you know, as a parent of a child with both sickle cell disease and the autoimmune disease, I needed just somebody who would give me encouragement that mm -hmm. my child would make it into adulthood and beyond. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so dedicated to the community, because I know the ins and outs. And I know that you need to know that people care, that you're not alone that we're all on this journey together. And that's really what I bring to the table, letting everybody know that we are in this together. And I understand you, I appreciate you, and we're gonna look out for our children together to make their quality of life better. You're getting it. You're hearing from Elle Cole. And today, she's enlightening us. Everyone doesn't have the same story, but there's so much power when there is a symbiotic relationship between the care team and the parents. And that's why organizations like ours exist. That's why authors like her do what they do to enlighten and bring that awareness to the forefront. Elle, we are excited hearing the story, excited for your daughter that she has parents like you and your husband. We're also excited for her because of the community in which you're helping create. You're actually fostering a great community, not just with your healthcare providers. In many cases, they're learning how to provide for families like yours so others will benefit from what you're doing. Uh, I'm asking each of you, if you're listening today, the difference it makes as you become more aware, even if you d cannot contribute, learning more helps as you work with someone who you may have sickle cell disease, you may not be judgmental as they miss work because of crisis or hospitalizations. I want you to find out today, as we have some questions for Elle about her new activity book, which changes, I believe it literally changes the playing field 
because anyone can be empowered with this. You don't have to have sickle cell or have a sickle cell child when you use this activity book to become empowered and know more. Now, as we come back to you, Elle, I want you to know that for me, it brings me great pleasure to hear what you're saying. In the mid-70s, I want to say in 75 and 76, my mother learned that three of us out of seven have sickle cell trait. Our doctor just told us some things it meant, but never were we told that, hey, look, when we procreate, when we decide to start our own families, we have to be careful and make sure that we're at least educated as we make decisions around that. Now, I'm fortunate enough today that I later got a chance to find out because of the, the community in which I'm serving in. But as I sit here today, my two-year-old granddaughter has sickle cell trait. There's education that's going to need to happen. Thank God for books like yours. I've already, I've purchased everything you have out there, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that my sons, two of my sons have sickle cell trait. <laughs> yes. So I'm purchasing it because I'm a fan, but I'm also purchasing it because I believe in the tools that you brought. So if you guys are listening today, trust me, you're going to, I want you to also, I want you to take a look at the screen, get out there, and I want you to absolutely get a hold of these resources. They're not expensive. They certainly will not just help the community, but it's going to help provide even more books coming in the future. I don't want to spoil it because something was just released a week ago, or a few days ago, and I don't want to spoil that. L, I didn't mean to just take over there, but I had to like give my input because you're the author, and they need to see just a regular guy can benefit from this. And that's that's why I'm here. I'm the regular guy. Uh, you are quite articulate, and I think that's important. Uh, as my wife is from a different country, when she heard you reading your book, she said, oh my gosh, that's really easy for me to understand. Because now, even though she's from Columbia, South America, she's got to think about her two, two of her children and her grandchild okay, what role can I play here? And your book did that. It's already doing that, I should say. Now, as I say that, could you help me tell our audience a little bit about this new activity book and about how it could be used? Let's start off with someone who's a parent, just got the news like you and your husband got. Could you walk us through a little bit about how this activity book can be a helpful resource for them? Yes. So I wrote the activity book because... I had put out one book and people were saying, do you have something for preteens and teens for an older um, group of people? And I said, well, I don't have it yet, but I'm going to create it. And when I begin to write, it was all of these lessons that I had been learning along the way in my own daughter's journey. I'm a homeschool mom. Um, I homeschool both of my twins, and so mm. I'm a natural educator. <laughs> and so I wanted to format the information so that even my children would enjoy learning from it. And so kids, if you if you have kids, then you know your own children will be very critical of your work, which is actually great because if it passes through them and they approve of it, then you mm -hmm. know that the vast majority of people will be even more forgiving and mm -hmm. willing to listen. And so that was the case. I wanted to start with the history. I'm, I was actually a history and English major in college. Oh, wow. And so I have a love for learning history and just putting it into a format that people understand just how everything works together. And I think that is very important to really understanding sickle cell and keeping yourself healthy or preventing it. And so that's how the activity book starts. It starts with hope 
because I want people to know you can live a healthy life. You can yeah. do whatever you want to do. You can dream big. And so it starts in a place of hope. And it also goes through the history here in America. Um, but it doesn't, it's not comprehensive, but it goes through some highlights as a Black American. So it's not a Black disease, but I think there have been some Black pioneers who have been pivotal mm -hmm. in really doing the research and making a difference. And so I wanted to kind of pay homage to their legacy mm -hmm. by putting them in my book. And so that's really how it starts. And it has a timeline, it goes through, there's some visual aspects because my kids told me that was very important to keep people engaged. Mm -hmm. And then it has activities. It starts with sickle cell trait because mm -hmm. there is um, the genetics is the foundation of it all. Yeah. And that's how we get it. That's how we pass it on. And so we need to know what type of complications, what type of things exist within sickle cell trait. And so that is really, it starts with that foundation. And then it goes through, it tells you about how the blood works, what blood is, mm -hmm. and, and how different people have to really take us to where we are in this new century, this new millennial. And, you know, one of the people that I thought was really important to include in the book was Dr. Charles Witten. And mm -hmm. he was just a pioneer who, you know, that is why we have the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America, which yeah. is pretty much, you know, the the founding organization of all organizations that really deal with sickle cell here in America. And so I thought it was important to kind of tell what he has done, because sometimes like on this journey, I wasn't always told about these people. It was in my research and in my desire to educate my kids, because I don't want my daughter to feel like she's just carrying a heavy weight on her shoulders. Right. There is there are things that she should still be proud of. And I wanted her to understand the scope of it, that, you know, this may be where we are, but just since she's been alive, this whole world has changed. There are now four medications that are available. Mm -hmm. When she was born, it was only one. And so <laughs> the, the world is getting brighter for mm -hmm. people who are living with sickle cell disease. And I wanted her to have that hope to carry with her yes. so that as she grows, she can begin to unpack the weight and take off burdens and unpack things and not carry things that she doesn't have to carry because there have been ancestors who have been carrying things before her to make a way for her and so um i'm just building on that legacy and as a writer that's where i'm most comfortable so i put it in words and so you know i love what i do i love educating and i hope that when people open my book they can recognize that passion recognize that love and that desire for people to learn it's not even just for for regular people anybody even right. medical professionals can benefit from the book because it's just so much information it's just packed with you know um all kinds of hope and and mm -hmm. legacy and truth yes. and just what makes a person be able to live well with sickle cell and all of that is just threaded it's woven through each and every section of the book yes and i'm going to tell you something 
I have to tell you how it impacted me. Um, what I've noticed is the younger you are, the more resources there are available for you. So if you're between the ages of zero and five, there's a ton of resources available. As you age out, it's almost like aging out of uh, foster care or something. You lose all the tender love and care as you get older. So as I read that with, for uh, the experience for preteens and young adults, I was so excited because the way I saw it is, yeah, preteens and young adults, but I'm seeing even uh, 35 uh, year olders who would benefit from. We've got people in the system who have, now they're out, there's not much available. There's not much in adult sickle cell care. And the challenge with that, for those of you who are looking at how can your contributions make a difference, you've already heard Elle say it. Guess what? There is a lot more progress over the last five years than there has been in the previous 20. And it's only getting better because of donations and contributions like yours. Now, here's something that's really crazy. The life expectancy has gone up by a huge margin because of this advancement, which means sickle cell patients are living longer, but there's less resources available. Understand the value of your book to me, L, is that now there's a, a greater educational resource. And I, first thing, my first thought was, how do we get this new book into most ERs around the country because the greatest challenges that our sickle cell family will run into is as soon as they get to an ER where they don't have any education on it, or if it's a new family or diagnosed in the ER, there's nothing to give them that is user-friendly so that the parents cannot be intimidated by it, but to understand it. Your book does it, and I didn't mean to get all hypey, but you somehow you spark something that gets me all excited as you talk about it and... Um, I just, I'm on the sidelines cheering with you and for you. So thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I, I love, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's so funny because of course, as an author, you want people to like your books. You want people to like what you share, mm -hmm. but it's so directly connected with my life and my purpose mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I'm just going to share a little why I started writing them is Please. because when my daughter was diagnosed with the autoimmune disorder, she was six years old. And when we went to the hospital and she got the diagnosis, it was actually type one diabetes. And um, she received a packet. She received a video. She received a teddy bear. She received a book. She received all of this knowledge and all of this information for us to carry with us and learn from it. Yeah. It was the three days that we spent in the hospital was educating me on how to take care of her. Oh and I was like, what? just blown away by that sort of care and attention. And I was like, when she was diagnosed with sickle cell at birth, I was given a card in the mail. Not a phone call, not a, a conversation, not this sort of approach. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm just a mom. Mm -hmm. What can I do with the talents that God has given me? And I'm a writer. I have always been a writer. I have always been a speaker. These are the natural talents that God has given me. And I want to be true to the work that God has put on my heart. And so that's when i wrote the book when she was five but i didn't know how to go about publishing it i didn't know how to go about distributing it mm -hmm. but 
I did what I could and and in two, in 2020 which was you know one of the worst years for many of us in our mm. entire lives it was actually one of the best years for me because mm. I got the courage you know when you when you're facing things that can seem so insurmountable so mm -hmm. beyond you sometimes that can motivate you into action and so that's what happened to me I said I don't need to worry about what I don't know. Here is what I do know, and I'm I can act, and this is what I can do. My husband is actually an illustrator. He did not illustrate my book, but he did put the layout together. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's because of my husband. He's he's a person who is on behind the scenes, but he yeah. is my biggest supporter. Awesome. And that is why I have three books to share with people because he has really taken up, you know, taken my words and the things that I have done and packaged them in a way for other people to learn from them. And so it is not just something I'm doing alone. It is a team effort. And um, because of that experience with the medical system educating us about type 1 diabetes that is why i have i had the courage to share this and it is my goal and desire that these books will be distributed worldwide because i feel like the information is information that everybody can glean from and and learn from and i think if we, if you know how the body works you can take extra steps into prevention into better health into just some of the common things because what happens is when people are just given a diagnosis they're left hopeless they're yeah. left sad and depressed and they no don't witness. know what to do next and so i have interfaced with many different people who didn't know what to do and i feel like these books they're written in such a simplistic way but they give people that what's next type yes. of education. And so I just thank you for letting me share this part of my life with with your listeners. Well, I, first of all, we need it. That's the reason for SED stories. We have, you know, you it almost like broke my heart in half when you brought up the fact that when you are diagnosed with almost any other disease, you're giving a plethora of knowledge of how to deal with it. Here's what you do next. Don't panic. It's all good. And with sickle cell disease, you get a card, a postcard. And depending on your own literacy as a parent, what do you do besides feel helpless, alone, scared, not sure that of that, how much of that vulnerability shows up into your child, which helps them to lose some hope. So yes, yes, you're so very much needed and what you're doing and i can't thank god enough and for you and your husband uh their official dream team there uh for what you're doing i only trust that those of you listening can understand that the reason that people like l cole exists is not just to be a parent of which clearly her and her husband are doing a fantastic job at that but so that they, on behalf of others who aren't even born yet, that they can have hope, that they can experience it. Now, here's the power. You don't have to be an L. Cole. I don't have to be an L. Cole. We can all do our part. Some of it's just sharing so that people can become more aware. Others are maybe perhaps volunteering at the next event or social or donating towards a walkathon, donating here at SED Stories so that you can do your part and together we can 
catch up in a with a disease that's so far behind for the American people, knowing that sickle cell disease is the number one blood hereditary disease in the nation, and yet it's one not just one of the least funded, but as we just heard from El Cole, it's one of the least in which gets education attention for families through hospitals, through clinics and providers. We can do something about it. With an author like you, L, there is hope. And I've learned from the scriptures that hope deferred makes the heart sick. I believe it's high time that we stop deferring that hope. We can start having it with a guess or with contributions like the ones you and your husband are making. Now, could you do us a favor? I know that you're an author who's written more than just the activity book. You have a wonderful coloring book. You have the, I believe it's the ACL book. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where can we go and find out more uh, about how our subscribers can connect with you and do like I did. I didn't want to miss any of them. <laughs> how can they get a hold of your, not just your new book, we want them to get that, but just where they can go and find out more about you, Elko. So I have a blog where I share health and wellness, finance tips, because it's a journey. You know, as a parent, it's it's a whole big experience to raise a child with special health needs. And so I share our experiences on my blog, cleverlychanging.com. I also, I'm on most platforms. So I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook and YouTube, and the handle is Cleverly Changing because and I chose that that uh, phrase because the only thing that stays the same about parenting is that it will change. So all throughout this experience, I have to be clever and change. So cleverly changing is my handle. I'm mm -hmm. also on Twitter at cleverly changing. But if you are interested in how I educate and just, you know, as an educator, I also have a homeschool podcast where I encourage people to supplement their children's education and to educate your kids, even if they're going to school outside the home, because we have to really teach our children about their history, about who they are, to instill that confidence in them so that they can grow up to fulfill their potential. And so that's what I share in my podcast is the Cleverly Changing Podcast. And it's on all podcast platforms. Wow. Uh, can't wait to subscribe. I thought I subscribed to everything. I'm not a part. Of, I did not subscribe to the podcast, but I will. Um, what I also like is that, as I understand it, something I read showed you have over 30,000 subscribers who are following getting this content. And I want us to help boost that up. We're having, at the end of the year, as we see that much of America is opening up again. As we look at having a few sickle cell awareness uh, type of events, whether it's a fundraiser, or a dinner or something, I'd love for you to know if you and your husband would consider even being our guest at one of these. I would love for more people to know about your story. Maybe um, have you come out in... Uh, participate with us so our community in central Pennsylvania can know more about you and find out how they can subscribe but also uh, a, a number of our constituents are are in the healthcare arena they are providers physicians nurses and others I would love to maybe put on some sort of a forum where we can together uh, unite and help increase their resources and their education 
I would love that. And I, I'm sure my husband would as well. In November, I am putting on a caregiver summit. So that is something that I will have to um, come back if, if at all possible and talk about. But November 12th through the 14th, I have mm -hmm. partnered with the Sickle Cell Community Consortium, which okay. is in Atlanta, to put on a virtual a virtual summit. So wherever you are, even outside of the United States, you can join us for this caregiver summit because I feel that educating the caregiver has been a missing link in this whole health dynamic with sickle cell. Mm -hmm. So we have health disparities in our community that we are aware of, but it's really educating the the parents and educating the guardians, educating the family, that is what is going to make a difference. So yeah. even if you may not have a child with sickle cell, this is something that you can learn from. So you may be teaching a child in your class that has sickle cell, you may have a child next door because it takes a village. This is something that we really have to kind of get back to. And I feel like your podcast is a part of that village. And so I wanted to um, to do something beyond myself, mm -hmm. beyond what I have um, just experienced sure. and be able to pour into my community on a higher level. And so that is why we are going to have that caregiver summit. And it is just going to be an awesome experience. I'm not just saying that because I'm planning it, but I'm telling you that I believe that our community deserves excellence. Yes. And I believe that sometimes we have these experiences in our lives to help be that person to make that change and, and push for that excellence. So that is what I'm pushing towards. And so I hope that if you are listening to the sound of my voice, that you will join us in November. Yes, we are going to subscribe. We have a few email messages that will be coming out and in, in informing others. And I look forward to hearing more about it. In fact, if we can before November, we do another podcast together so we can unite around more as as that event evolves. Also, I wanted you to know that you are ever so truly right. And when there is not much knowledge as a parent, we make often the wrong decisions because of our love for our child is so strong. We know we have to do something. And when that something is the wrong thing, often it causes uh, devastation for the parent as much as it does the child. And we can eliminate that. We can reduce it by a huge margin. And, you know, there are arenas such as the pharmaceutical arena that insist upon educating the physician through drug reps, then it educates the nurses through lunches and dinners, and then oftentimes that bleeds down to the parents, but it's not the same with sickle cell disease. And your event sounds like it's going to be a part of building that bridge, and we're excited about it. What you're hearing today is an amazing podcast. It's, it's our first with an author, um, as we are here in episode nine, talking with L. Cole, mother, author, wife, community advocate for sickle cell disease. We love everything we're hearing. And personally, I've already subscribed, I thought, to everything. And now I'm going to be subscribing directly to the uh, podcast. Won't you join me in rallying around Elle Cole and her husband as they build not just a better future for their daughter, but for anyone and everyone with sickle cell disease beyond childhood. So several takeaways I want us to look at today before we get back with L. One of them is we have in this sickle cell arena a 
disproportionate amount of attention that gets that is introduced at the early stages of life for a person with sickle cell disease that diminishes and almost becomes non-existent as the child gets older so she's created a book and that book is for preteens and young adults huge 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 uh, applause for you L for that I want you also to note there's a disproportionate amount of understanding and education of resources available when you're diagnosed whether you're diagnosed at a clinic, you're diagnosed after a random blood screening, or if it's for pre-marriage, if it's whether it's because you were in the hospital with something else and they diagnosed it, you often will get a postcard at best, but you won't get the, the love kit, the package that comes with all these resources. There's many want to know this, so I've got to tell you why we ask for donations. It's not so I can get a new car. I don't get any money. Neither does Cole doesn't get. We're trying to make sure that not just families like L's is help, but that there are more resources available for the future of our community who isn't even born yet. I also wanted to bring to your attention that there are many superstars out here who don't get the opportunity. You've heard her say it. Her book was written. It just wasn't distributed yet. It took some of the moon and the stars to align right and then we have something like COVID-19 hit the country that kind of gave some of the empowerment and some of the time that she could put aside because she homeschools and so without financial resources this book never ever hits the market so yes this is why we tell you to go to donatescd.com we also tell you if you don't have money it's not the end of the world you could still give some of yourself Find out what you can do in your community. Look it up. What are they doing for sickle cell disease? And that's how what you can do. Now, Al, um, it's been delightful. And I always hate the closure of these things. But we do have to close soon. I wanted you, if you could, what message do you have for our subscribers? As a parent, author, someone who is in, in so many different uh aspects of this disease you're on so many different forefronts what message do you have that might encourage some of our parents or some of our individuals who now are now adults and fighting for sickle cell on their own because their parents are no longer with them do you have a message that maybe we can help encourage as we close out in this episode wow i just want to say that you can do well on this journey i know that it takes a lot of support and reach out to your healthcare providers, partner with them, let them get to know you. What happens is when people know and understand other people, there is a level of empathy that is provided that does not exist outside of that. And I know that it can be hard because when you're going through crisis, it can be, you are literally fighting for your life. And so it is my hope that you will fight and that you know conversations like these will help people around you fight with you and for you because even when your voice cannot be heard because you are in so much pain i want that the rest of us who knows what you're going through i want us to be able to be your voice for you to be able to speak up and so if you are a person listening and you don't have sickle cell disease the call is given to you to speak up for this group of people help get more literature out there so that the population has the information about what is happening to this particular population of our community. Also, let 
doctors know that sickle cell does matter. When COVID-19 hit the opioid and the opioid crisis hit, this community was hit very hard. We don't have enough um, blood drives. We need more blood donations. So if you can give blood, please donate your blood. That will help those in the community who are receiving blood transfusions. It will help them. If you are listening and you are able to donate bone marrow, it doesn't hurt. It's something that you can join the Be The Match registry and you can actually become a cure for someone with sickle cell disease. They can now do different matches. And that is just a call to action that we all have a role to play that has been said during this conversation. So definitely do what you can. You can share information. You can share this podcast. You can also, like I said, you can donate um, to donatescd.com. You can donate to organizations. You can give them your time. They need people to write grants. These community organizations are in all states and they need volunteers, not just people who are affected on a personal level, but people who have a heart to help. So thank you. Wow. Elle, thank you so much for being our guest. I want to wish you and your husband all the best and we'll keep you in our prayers and certainly follow along to see what you're doing and prepare our hearts and our minds for November, the event for um, uh, for providers. God bless you, and thank you again for attending. You've heard it, guys. Um, L. Cole, and get her book. Don't waste any time. This is Dwayne Golden, again, with SCD Stories. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next episode for a power-packed episode where you can learn more about what you can do and what role you can play. Take care.